Okay, here's the situation. Our daughter Mia is leaving for her first sleepover. We have friends coming to stay, and we just got a puppy. So I go on Instacart and solve everything in one order from Kohl's. Fun PJs for Mia. Oh, new bedding for the guest room. And a vacuum cleaner that actually picks up pet hair. All delivered in as fast as 30 minutes. With Kohl's on Instacart, there's no such we can't fix. Visit instacart.com to get free delivery on your first three orders. Offer valid for a limited time. $10 minimum order. Additional terms apply. Star Wars 7x7, episode 915. Today I'm considering a Rogue One-related question here. Is Chirrut Imwe actually a Jedi? Punch it, Chewie. Hey there, this is Tim McMahon, Helen's co-host from the Expanded Comicverse podcast. But hey, you're listening to Star Wars 7x7, a daily Star Wars podcast, seven minutes a day, seven days a week. How awesome is that? Hey, Rebel Rouser. Welcome to Star Wars 7x7. I'm your host, Alan Voivod. And when asked if Chirrut Imwe is a Jedi, in fact, Baze Malbus responds, there are no Jedi here anymore, only dreamers like this fool, this fool being Chirrut Imwe. So that in itself is revealing because, A, it tells you that there were Jedi there at some point, although it has to have been at least 20 years since it's about that when Order 66 happened prior to the events of Rogue One. 19 years, if you want to get specific. That's at a minimum. It could have been for much longer. We don't know. All we know is that Chirrut and Bays are old enough to have seen Order 66 happen, or at least have heard about it, potentially. So, yeah, that's certainly within their situation. And now they are Guardians of the Wills, which, as described by Wikipedia, it's a religious order active in the city of Jeddah toward the end of the Age of the Empire. They traditionally handcrafted the Light Bow, a complicated form of bowcaster native to Jeddah, such as the one used by Chirrut Imwe during the Battle of Scarif, and also in a couple other places as well. The protectors of the ancient Temple of the Kyber, the Guardians were forced to live on the streets when the Empire occupied Jeddah in search of Kyber crystals and stripped the Temple bare of its many treasures, where they nonetheless, the Guardians, nonetheless remained true to their beliefs by preaching to the citizens about the Force. The Guardians were most likely rendered extinct after the Death Star destroyed the Holy City with its super laser and, of course, the deaths of Chirrut and Bays. Now, I don't see anything in there that suggests that a Jedi could not also be a guardian of the will, or a guardian of the will could not also be a Jedi. It just seemed to be two different things, and for all we know, Chirrut is in fact a Jedi, and decided that it was better to just be a guardian of the wills and go undercover. But even if we take Baze at his word and assume that Chirrut is just a dreamer and a fool, well, he is some kind of dreamer, to say the least. And I think your really only two comparatives are either Daredevil from the Marvel comics or Kanan Jarrus from Star Wars Rebels. There's that scene just before the stormtroopers start firing where one of them sort of plants a foot on the ground and you see Chirrut's head kind of turning and he's tuning in to the sounds and you see a finger tightening on a trigger and there's a little bit of noise that happens there as well. So yeah, could he have super sensitive hearing and, you know, almost radar-like sensibilities the way the Daredevil does? Mm, Yeah, sure, I guess that's a possibility. But he is a human being, and therefore it's sort of unlikely that that is the case. That's not a Star Wars universe thing. It's more of a Marvel universe thing. And so if it isn't daredevil then it's got to be Kanan Jarrus force-related thingy. And Kanan can see 
to some degree, even though he's been blinded, he can see to some degree in the Force. And when he was in the presence of the combining of the Jedi holocron and the Sith holocron, it created such an incredible light that he was actually able to see outlines and shapes in the Force. But when he's not in the presence of those things, he's still able to sense things going on around him. Like, for example, there is one episode this season where a missile is being launched toward him and he picks it up in the force and is able to divert it and send it flying right at a scout walker and knock it down. I think it's the ATDP versions, not your traditional scout walkers. As a result, Chirrut's actions are only really explained by him being able to use and manipulate the force the way a Jedi is able to. And certainly him shooting down a TIE fighter with his light bow is another example of that. But I think probably the best one, of course, is going to be that last moment on Scarif when he walks over to flip the master switch that allows Bodhi Rook to communicate with Admiral Raddus. I think it would be extremely difficult for somebody who has heightened senses not only to be able to react to multiple laser blasts coming at them, but also to even pick them up as they were coming. You know, it's supposed to sort of fry the air around it as it travels a laser blast, a laser bolt. So maybe he could smell it coming? Yeah, it just doesn't hold water for me. But he could still be a Force user and not be a Jedi because of the likes of folks like Bendu or Ahsoka Tano, for example. The Jedi, as we are learning as the universe expands again, are just one flavor of Force user. And so it might turn out that maybe the Guardians of the Wills believed in the Force, but they were not necessarily Jedi practitioners. Maybe they were an entirely different sect. Maybe the Jedi existed on Jeddah previously, as well as the Guardians of the Wills. It'll be very cool if they start to open that up, and I'm sure the Rogue One Ultimate Visual Guide probably has some more information about this as well. I'm very much looking forward to diving into that. I haven't just yet, but that's coming, and that's going to come for you as well. Now, there's one other thing that makes me dead certain that he is absolutely a Force user, and that's what he's attuned to, and it's not some weird heightened senses sort of thing like Daredevil, and I'm going to share that with you after the break. Stay tuned. Hey, Rebel Rouser. You're listening to this podcast, maybe you'd like to listen to a Star Wars story too. Luckily, we've got just the thing for you. We've partnered with Audible to give you a free download and a free 30-day trial of their awesome service. All you got to do is go to audibletrial.com SW7X7 to sign up and get your free download. They've got dozens of Star Wars titles, anything you want to do to explore that galaxy far, far away. One more time for you, audibletrial.com SW7X7. Welcome back. Here is that last piece of information that makes me certain he is a Force user and not a heightened senses Daredevil-like character. It's the fact that when he's walking to that master switch, he actually bumps into the thing. He's so intent on his chant and moving through that field where laser bolts are flying all around him that he just stumbles right into the control panel that has that master switch. Now, you could even argue against the Force user thing by saying, well, you know, Kanan as a blind guy is able to walk around and not bump into walls or anything like that. So, yeah, that seems to argue against the Force using thing. But the fact that he was navigating that open battlefield, I think you can kind of give him credit for realizing what was important. Like if he knew the direction that he had to be walking in, then stumbling into the thing is not as big a deal as not getting shot before he flips that master switch. 
and very much like a force user or like a Jedi come to think of it. Once he's done that, he seems to decide that he is done and that he can die. It's almost like Order 66 when all the Jedi just suddenly realized Oh, I guess this is kind of it, you know? Considering all the stormtroopers that cheered Imwe was able to take down on Jedha without any problem whatsoever, and all the laser bolts he was able to dodge, even on Scarif, you know, he should have been able to walk away from that if he wanted to, and something else happened. And So I think I'm going to explore that on another episode, but in the meantime, I think I've pretty much made my case for Chirrut Imwe definitely being some kind of Force user, for sure, not a heightened senses kind of character. And I'd love to hear your thoughts about it as well. Chime in at the comments at the blog post for this show's episode at SW7x7.com. That's going to do it for today. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening to another episode of Star Wars 7x7. And hey, before you stow away on a Trade Federation landing craft, check out SW7x7.com for show notes, links, photos, videos, and more. And please support the podcast by joining us on Patreon at patreon.com SW7x7. It's not a short negotiation, it's Destiny Unleashed. is not endorsed or sponsored yet by Lucasfilm Limited, Disney, or 20th Century Fox. It is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Star Wars, the Star Wars logo, all names and pictures of Star Wars characters, vehicles, and any other Star Wars-related items are registered trademarks and or copyrights of Lucasfilm Limited or their respective trademark and copyright holders. May the force be with them. All original content is copyright 2017, Star Wars 7x7. We hope you love it.